Hi, Salon Soul Brothers and Sisters. You're listening to the 7 at 7 Stylist of Influence interview with tonight's guest, Caroline McGurk of Red's Hair Salon. Hi, everybody. Salon Soul Brothers and Sisters, and welcome to the very, very first Stylist of Influence 7 at 7 interview. And tonight's guest is somebody that goes back to my beginning as a manager in hairdressing and one of the very first apprentices I ever had the privilege to help through their, I suppose, the, the, the tough years, which is the beginning of your career when you're, everything is new and you're learning. Yeah. And tonight it's Caroline McGurk, or today it's Caroline McGurk because you don't know when this is going now. So <laughs> 33 years in the industry, a world champion, uh, international competitor, um, three times IHF, Irish Hairdressers Federation Fantasy Champion. Won IHF Full Fashion Award, um, won the L'Oreal Image Award, uh, second in the L'Oreal Colour Trophy, an All-Star Award, Irish Hairdressers All-Star Award. Worked for two years in London with the famed Charles Wardington brand, working on London Fashion Week, introduction to TV work, um, and something that's very dear to my heart, won Retail Stylist of the Year which to me is, is a big accolade because it may, I always feel retail shows that you care and that you're really looking after your guests because you're making sure they're leaving with the products that you know will look well until their next visit. Her most recent work since returning back to Ireland, she started working for Reds and two Reds start moving into the TV work. Um, first thing I seen you doing TV work or, or credited for was Operation Transformation, which was a yes. fantastic show, which grew a bit of legs. And yes. then you moved on to if you look behind me, well, if you're not on video, you won't know this. <laughs> Dancing with the stars. And you've become a little star in yourself from oh, that. I don't program. know about that. <laughs> no, you definitely have, Caroline. And you, you are, to, in my mind, you'll always be a superstar to me because uh, to me, you. you've, you've always shown the, the, what it takes to get to the top is hard work, determination, yeah. and an ability to not understand the word no. <laughs> exactly exactly so, the other thing i would say with 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 dancing with the stars it you it, that's led you on you actually also have worked just to give you rta operation transformation disney like who like what, this, what young person never would have, would have wanted to have disney on their cv but you've yeah. watched a disney movie but we'll cover that when we get through the seven and seven because i'm sure you've a lot yeah. to tell me so yeah. let's go back to the very beginning. Welcome along, Caroline, first. Good afternoon, good morning, good evening. <laughs> <laughs> Wherever you are. Wherever you are. Grand. So let's start with the very first question. Why did you choose hairdressing as a career? I basically, I mean, my mom would say, Lord rest her soul, she, she always said the course was when I was born that um, a hairdresser took me out of uh, the, the bed, the little, the little collar was in because I had long, dark hair. And that was it. My mum said that was the course. And literally when I started from the age of five and six, a girl's world was put in front of me and I never stopped. And um, it was between that and, and wanting to be an actress uh, was um, my two things that I've always wanted to do. Um, and I did some lessons at the Gage School of Acting and I heard it was a look at the draw. There was no money at the beginning. So I said, no, I can't do that. So, <laughs> so I went into... Uh, uh, hairdressing and for 15 because I worked with my dad like like in the summers in 12 and 13 behind the counter and watching my people and I felt I was good at communicating probably you'd know that more so Greg as you say it put me off the streets 
and um, school, I wasn't very academically in school, but I was great create creating stuff in school. And I was always doing planting people's hair behind their, their desk in the class. I never stopped at it. So my mom said, right, it's summertime. You're, you're 14, going to 15, you need to get a summer job. And those days you had to work, you know, on a Saturday in your home, other than sitting around, you weren't allowed to sit around on laptops or whatever the case. So that was it. And those days, Peter Mark was the place to be. And I had to go for a couple of interviews. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't, it was hard to get into Peter Mark then. Do you know what I mean? That was 1988. So um, I went into the training centre then with this, to in, be interviewed by Jackie Walpole and I got called back. And then I met you. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I'll elaborate a little bit on that story. <laughs> Caroline was, like myself, a fellow Kulak person. And uh, mm-hmm. we, we probably didn't have the most affluent accents in our day. And probably maybe we've got softer as we went on. But yeah. you were a rough diamond. And I have to say... A rough diamond. I never was told where, that. Where you, where you, you know, the edges have really smoothed out, and you're the most silkiest smooth diamond out there to represent their industry. <laughs> you came back from that one good. <laughs> you really, you really show where determination. Because I, one thing I always remember is you had a great drive in you. You always, mm-hmm. you know, no matter if it was a challenge that you were going to figure out how I'm going to do it. If it's not natural to me, it doesn't matter. I'll find out I, how to do I it. I had to find a way. That that so, was that was with my, my father. So yeah. yeah, so back on that, we go to sec- question two then. What was yeah. your toughest challenge when you were learning your craft? Easy, easy, and still is. It's colour. Um, mm. I, I was never great at numbers in, in work. I didn't, I wasn't interested in colour. I didn't like it, but I liked the results. I was, be- I was, I was willing to do anything just to tell me the numbers. And I remember doing, I always remember doing the colour courses when I used to go into the uh, the, the training centre with Peter Mark and Jerry Hines was was giving me the exams and it was written exams. I was like, oh, Jesus, Jerry, can you not just ask me them? I know all the answers. But I was never very good academically at colour. But I knew how to, I knew what I wanted. You know what I mean? If you asked me to go in and do the pairman those days, I, I got top marks and all that. I could create anything upstyling anything but when it came to colour it still is and I still do it now like like when I went to London that time a couple of years ago even they did file I never did file in my life so I had two weeks before I went to London to know how to do file for an interview and I think it would look like Bob Marley when I put my first set of files in in Charles Wordington but I got the job do you know what I mean so yeah colour is um wouldn't be my forte but it was always difficult and I was always worried about it you know and I made a lot of mistakes with colour um it just wasn't my forte and and I still I do it now and I have lovely color clients and lovely highlight clients but more uh creative more natural you know uh color definitely color was my difficult time for me especially academically with all the numbers and that it, w- it was quite difficult for me you know what I mean so well, that was definitely but you, you overcome it as, as you I said, overcome you're, it because you're I not putting yourself down to be I, the I next Jerry up. Hines but you you know no. you, you learned what you needed to know and you mastered what you needed to know I, I ha- I had to pass, so I just had to work harder and do an extra classes at night. So I did everything I possibly could. That was just the one that I just always found difficult. Do you know what I mean? That I didn't probably enjoy 100% like everything else. It was about 90%. Do you know what I mean? Mm. I said, geez, I have to work harder than this. You know, it wasn't a matter of going home. And I brought, went home and I used to do something at home on a dummy doll to get the colour right. Do you know what I mean? It didn't come naturally to me, but definitely with colour. So moving on then to the next question then. If you were to go back to when you first started your career, 
What would you tell yourself, the young Caroline? What would you tell a young Caroline? I stop comparing. Stop comparing, definitely. And sometimes these young things start you from that age in your brain. Stop thinking that you can be like, want to be like them. I'm happy with Caroline. There's only one Caroline. And at 15, I suppose I had a bit of, you know, trouble in childhood. Then I was sick. And, and when I say sick, it was just a heart attack. It was no big deal. But a lot of things knocked me back in school. And it came from the beginning of school of being knocked back. So uh, if, if someone was better than me, and something, it used to kill me because I, I have to get that. I have to get that. But I was never them. Or I was never that person or him or her. I had to just stop comparing. And it took me years to, to stop doing that. Do you know what I mean? It's only probably in the last 10 years that I'm happy being Carol Ann. Do you know what I mean? As the hairdresser that people can see. You know, some mm. people stand out and look at me doing hairdressing. I don't see what they see um, those days. You know what I mean? So definitely just, you know, focus on you, you, your ability, what you're good at. You know what I mean? All your little things in hairdressing will come. If you're not brilliant, you can't be brilliant. You can be great all rounder in the salon, do you know? But it's definitely, st that question is definitely stop comparing yeah, and just, well, just be you. And, and I think that's a, that is fantastic advice because I actually think if I look back on, on, on you when you were an apprentice, uh, you know, when you did have that illness, that ex you, your apprenticeship was extended by six months because you missed so much time out, remember? Yeah, back. yeah. But you, yeah. but you didn't let that affect you. You, you just got in, you accepted it. harder. Going. So we all, I think we all have to accept there'll always be setbacks. It's how yes. you look at them. And I think what you're saying is you tell your younger self to don't always be comparing yourself to the person beside you, the person. No. The, just focus exactly. on yourself. And, and they don't, yeah, exactly. And they don't have what you have. Your special thing isn't their special thing. So that's huge for me. And to this day, I carry that with me, do you know? And then as somebody who's extensively seen air industry, not just from... You've seen it from suburban hairdressing to city yeah, all over the world. Yeah. The bright lights of London to television mm -hmm. work. What what do you feel makes an amazing stylist? Well, they say, I mean, people can argue with this. They say your personality is your business card. I believe that. But I, I th also think you have to be very good at the trades as well to do what you do. You don't have to be 100% Vidal Sassoon at this. You just have to be in a salon. I'm, I'm a big believer in being a salon worker. I love, 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 love working in a salon. I love the buzz of it. I love going to work still. I love it. Um, and I think you have to be a good all-rounder. But I think you have to just, like, worship your clients. You have to be good at colour. You have to be good at cutting. You have to care. You have to know how to sell. For your columns to be full, what mine are now, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, if there's a gap, I'm worried. Still to this day at 47, do you know what I mean? Why is there a gap? Why did it happen? Obviously, there's a cancellation. Someone's at the happening. Someone that child pick up in school. But you have to have the you have to be consistent. You have to be consistent, and also the owner of the salon. You have to, you know, you have to be take. You have to take in a good take and and, and do well and, and make him see that you're doing well to be able to go out and do all this the shoots and the shows. I wasn't just. You know, as far as I know, Greg, when, when I started, I was at you to walk alongside Gary says, please ring, please ring, please ring. But I wasn't sitting back at the salon scratching my arse. I, I, I worked hard for you to give me that ability to do it because you knew I, I felt feel like you knew I deserved it. So because I worked hard for it, you know what I mean? So it's not given to me on a plate or anybody on a plate. You have to work really, really hard for it. But you also to go out. I had to prove myself to any of my managers in Peter Mark that. I am capable of coming in here 
and taking in what I'm supposed to take per week to keep them happy as well, you know, you know what I mean? And to keep my clients, basically, you know. know? One thing that, while you're talking now, you're talking about personality. If I was to catch on that and how much it is and how it impacts on people, your personality. One of the recent shows that I watched there where a good El Northider like ourselves, Billy McGuinness was voted off. Well, there you go. The very first person he mentioned to thank and this is a man with short hair mm-hmm. he said I mm-hmm. want to thank the hairdressers and if he said the hairdressers once he must have said it three or four times yes so um, that's not through the quality of the work it's the impact that obviously he was there he, he got on he, with you and your he, personality that was that was that was that was huge and that's a huge example because Billy knew he was, he was the internet but he was also the kindest most respectful most also even though he wasn't the, the dancers, you know, the top, the top three, he gave it 110%. He used to come in. Now, he, on his tour dance on Saturday, and I can say this now, his knee went from under him and the roars, everybody was like, and they were pulling him from the show. And he said, no way. Mm. They were going to let him go through if he pulled out. He was like, no way. I want to do this fairly or nothing at all. And the respect that man has for us, because little do you know, he loved coming in and getting a little blow dry because he, he's known to put loads of gel in his hair and all that. So when I put a little, little blow dry in and sprayed his hair and got rid of his greys, <laughs> I mean, yeah, that was yeah. that was enough for him. Do you know what I mean? But <laughs> that's it. He was He's going to be remembered. You know what I mean? Um, and obviously he's huge in Aslan, but he's a gentleman. Absolutely. While we're on that, we'll we'll go into your next question. Then is yeah. who do you most admire as a mentor or find inspiring, inside uh, or outside the industry? Now this this was a hard one because when you told me these questions, I was like, oh my god, how am I going to say? I don't just have. I mean, I know we have a bit of time, but I don't just have one. You know, obviously you're at the other end of the phone, Greg, and you are you are my one of my biggest mentors. You know what I mean? Because the drive you still have, and I think. You and Alison, it's fair to say, is the posh and of the hairdressing industry, <laughs> who who all couples talk about, um, all hairdressing couples anyway, they, they, they always be inspiring on how um, beautiful your parents were and how much you looked after them. So thank you for that and showing us thank in you. the industry how, how you are um, posh and becks of the industry. Jesus. I'm sure Alison yeah, would love that. I, I, I give Alison the posh, but I don't know about but, the becks. I could but, kick them all well. <laughs> <laughs> but I think myself, like I have different stages of my life where I had different mentors. So definitely you were at the start where were my biggest. My younger brother was another, and he's probably going to listen to this now. He'll probably fall off a chair. He was a huge mentor for me because he started in college as an electrician when he was quite young and his wife got very sick. And through her illness, I won't go into too much detail, and thank God she's alive today still. Through her illness, he used to be down at the table in my mom's drawing out all his drawings for to be an electrician now he has his own company now of 35 people working for him and he's a massive and his son is also a qualified electrician who's also gone on now to be a pilot and he's in spain now studying studying uh, in college so they were he he was a massive uh, mentor for me and, and my sister and, and my dad like the, the, my dad was the one who never felt sorry for me he said get up off your ass and do it that i can't pass this yes you can you can do it like I, I, I always remember years ago when I thought I could sing, I was going in for a singing competition and you had to vote. And uh, my dad voted me second. I said, what you want what you vote me second for? He says, because you didn't deserve to win that. That other girl deserved to win. So he never, he has never lived that down. He's never <laughs> lived that down. Um, so I was at that's that. Probably, that, 
that's probably where that drive, and he regrets saying it to this, but that's where the, the drive comes from. Um, me, I just keep getting back up every time I'm, I'm pushed down, you know. And my dad is a huge mentor, and my younger brother is definitely. And you know, now in in present, the present day now is definitely Alan Bruton, who I work with. Um, he's the one now when I'm hitting 47, 48, it's like, you know, enjoy your hairdresser now. He's the most, I don't have to do any other cutting courses when I have Alan Bruton beside me because he's the most beautiful hairdresser and the most calmest hairdresser and manager you can walk around. Do you know what I mean? He's just beautiful. And I can still go over to him and say, you know, I can't seem to get this angle in this. What do you think I should do? And it's 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 no problem to say that. And I'd say it in front of a client. I'd say it in front of one of the girls. I, and it's it's nice for clients sometimes to see, you know, not if you're having trouble of doing something, but if you want to do something interesting and you say it to them, it's nice for them to see that you care as well. So mm. he will be my mentor at this present moment, definitely. How going into my older years, how I want to perceive to be as a hairdresser, you know? And then the invisible mentor, Carol, Carolina, I want to talk about, is the, <sighs> the invisible mentor that I know sits on your shoulder with everything. You know? Um, yeah. <sighs> <laughs> Isn't she? You got me there. Oh, I got myself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, somebody, you know, we know they're, they're the biggest part of we, who we are and what made us what we are today. Well, you know, you know, like, and I know it's only new with you, Greg, but since mom has passed, um, every single time I ask for help, I've got the help. Every single time I go into the church and I'd say something, come on, mom, you can help me with this, get me through this. Um, because there's obviously a lot of other stuff happened to myself and Paul during the pandemic. So um, and we've got through and we're here now and, and everything's great, you know. So um we had to give uh, her a mention, Caroline. <sighs> had to give her a mention. Okay, yeah. But she as I said, she she came to every competition and she used to shout, Go on, Annie. That's when I was good, which was very seldom. She'd shout up at the IH, go on, Annie. And then she'd be trying to wink, to, she'd be trying to wink to um one or two of the judges, you know what I mean? And I said, Mom, you can't do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was great character. A lovely yeah, she woman. Was. Yeah, so, thank you very much. On to the next question then. What's your favorite craft in hairdressing and why? <laughs> It has, to, it has to be upstyling. It has to be. It has to be. Um, because my mind is so creative. I can see something in seconds with an upstyle. I can have the ability to do something in 10 minutes blows my mind and dancing with the stars. And even in the salon sometimes, and when I'm doing weddings and that, people say to me, oh, I don't know, I'm very fussy with my hair. And I go, oh, just sit down, let me do this. And I have it done. I love that end of it, that I can do it. Do you know what I mean? That's what I'm most confident in. You know, it's definitely upstyling because... You can never stop learning how to upstyle or any, anything in hairdressing. It, it's just continuous. It's continuous. And I love going to see new um, kids. When I say kids, you know, new stylists after winning competitions. They're fresh and I want to go and see what they're going to do. And can I pick up anything from them? You know what I mean? Um, and not again, as I keep saying, not compare myself to them because they are on their journey. I just want to pick up something new or a new craft or a new way. You know, new tools. I mean, I have work experience girls coming in all the time and saying, Can you look at this, look at this. Well, that's great, that's great. So it's definitely upstyling for me, 100%, because you can never be bored with it. You know, you can introduce something to a haircut with something to do with upstyling, something creative. So it's definitely upstyling for me, 100%. Yeah, and, I, and I think that our, our industry is so visual, you know what I mean? And the pandemic kind of stemmed that, because as much, you can throw me all the Instagram posts that you can in the world. Oh, Nothing yeah. will replace gone and saying something three six fantasy competition yeah yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm experienced that and looking and going jesus look at the walk that went <laughs> and, 
it's it, 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 that's what it is. People say to me about fantasy, why do you not win? How long are you spending it? A couple of weeks. No, I'm sorry. You have to either spend seven months to mm-hmm. eight months doing a, making a piece of fantasy work. If you want to win, every single night of the week, Sunday, Saturdays, you make a piece, you work it at home, if that's what you want to do. That's how you win. Yeah. That's how you win competitions. Yeah, you know, and, that, and that's it. You're, you're so passionate about it. That's what I love. And, yeah. and I think for any young hairdresser out there, it's that's it's what you need is to first look at the uh, who's ahead. Look, look at people out there and decide who you want to be. Yeah, you know what I mean. So, do you want to be the television person? Because the one thing I would always say to you about you, Carolan, is that you're very, very cute at finding <laughs> the people who have what you want and getting yeah. to know them and figuring out how they got it. But that, that's, 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 that's one of the traits I always felt you had is that Gary Kavanagh, well, I want to get beside Gary Kavanagh, you know, and you were willing to give up the time, the effort, your own time, your own effort. You sacrificed a hell of a lot for your career in your early days. You really did, you know. Yeah, and I still would. I mean, I mean I'm mean, i a mom now. It's all different now. But, yeah. but you, you still, you, but, you, but you have to. You, you, you don't, there's no shortcuts for hairdressing. If you want to be second, there's a reason why you're second. If you want to be first, there's a reason why you're first. But I gave Barry 110%. I gave Michael Leon 110%. I stuck to them like glue. I asked him questions. I didn't go in straight and do an upside. I, I handed clips for years to Gary, held combs to Gary, did anything. If he said, meet me in Tower Street at that bus stop at 20 past eight, I was there at 10 past eight. You know what yeah, I mean? And those yeah, days, he yeah. didn't have phones. So if you missed him going by in his car, yeah, that's it. You know, yeah, we walked no. backstage. I mean, we didn't get paid then. Like backstage is a fashion show, but you didn't care because you got you you know those days you got certificates to say congratulations on walking backstage at the head to toe show. That was that was great with Michael Leon or you know what I mean. But um, what they what they call it now it's called career capital. I do try and mm. say that to trainees now. When you start a career, you're constantly building up career capital to eventually you've so much. As I spoke about your career there. You've so much behind you that what you've done that people now you are the person yeah. that's used as the reference. Like uh, you want I that so. that's the person. No, you are without yeah. a doubt. So we're yeah. on to our last seven at seven question. Okay. This one you can take as long as you want over it. What okay. would you like the future to hold for you in your career in the next 12 months and beyond? Well, like I'm I've building up a team of upstylers at the back. Um, of the back of, of, of the TV stuff and I've built a lovely little protege of hairstylists and I'm starting to learn to delegate so I have a fantastic team at me this year which I have three of my girls including makeup have, have had having babies this year so I have a new team in the girls will be back next year but one is great at this one is great at that so it's different strengths of hairdressers that I want to start working with as well um, to do different things because at the end of the day my show uh, my name is on it but I also don't take pride in anything I always say this person done that that person done that I never do that you know what I mean but at the same time I would like to help in a force day I don't think as you would be on you know during the pandemic an awful lot of stylists who own salon salon owners are always on TV they're always on podcasts they're always I think there's a there's a definitely a circle. And I was actually speaking to a stylist actually last night. He said, that's a great idea, Caroline, because there's an awful lot of stylists, and I'm one of them, who don't want to own a salon, who want to just be in a salon and have a full column and know how to do it. And there's an awful lot of them that don't do it. Number one, they lack, it's lack of um, education and lack of confidence. And they don't know how to sell or they don't know how to bump up their 
the column. That's huge for me in a salon because I love having a good take and I love getting a drive out of it. And I remember Mark O'Keefe, um, I won't talk about figures, but I always had to be top um, in the salon, any salon that I worked in. And he used, used to say to me every week leaving, well done, kiddo. And he'd tap you on the shoulder. And that's all you needed, leaving a, a salon on a Saturday night. And I was, it was kicking myself down. So I was delighted. I was brilliant. He was delighted. You know, because I was in hair and beauty. I was at the top of my game. I was winning the competition. Everything was going great for me because I knew, I, I wanted to just to keep on achieving more. I knew to go on to the next step. Um, of leaving Peter Mark to go to London I knew I had to be this top achiever to leave so I definitely would like to help help stylists that way because putting waves on, on, on the back of a picture of two wings coming out and, and showing a wave and saying you're amazing that's not for me is an unbelievable hairdresser an unbelievable hairdresser is someone who can create something who can do an amazing haircut who can you know who, who can be a great all-rounder do you know what I mean and I think an awful lot of stylists, I know apprentices are getting help a lot, but the stylists who are already there, mm. who've probably lost a little bit of their mojo. And through the pandemic, I mean, I, Jesus Christ, I was petrified coming back, back into the world of TV, Dancing with the Stars. The first week I remember going, I can't do this anymore. I go for a walk every morning, every Monday after Dancing with the Stars. And the first few weeks I was like, Jesus Christ, I can't do this anymore. But it was just nerves. Nerves got the better of me. It got the better of me. And there is times like that when you feel like that. So I do think an awful lot of stylists who have a column, they need help to keep the column. Because the, the hairdressing trade, you know what's happened in the industry. A lot of people have gone out on their own, have doing hair and stuff. And I'd like to bring the walk back into the salon yeah. ethic. That's what I want to do, be able to help other, other, other salons, help the stylists. Um, well, it, 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 that's that part of it. It, it, the name of this like I set up the group Salon Soul Brothers and Sisters during the lockdown because mm. I young salon owners contact me they're struggling about the yeah. business and I just thought well what if I had a place where they could and then through that then I got and then like Jenny Crawford said to me I wouldn't say would you not do stylists and I kind of went well, I yeah it's very much it's very I, important when I, when I set this up as a podcast now I said well the archives there's 37 interviews I'm going to put up as salon owners. But what I want to do now is stylists of influence. People like yourself, mm -hmm. Jenny, Stephen Kelly, Kieran Dowd, and whoever else. But, you know, preferably that they they will talk about what like, they've done in salons because exactly. we are the I salon mean, business, you know? I mean, you're using you're using them people's words there. I mean, they them people's names there. I mean, the, the Jenny and that, like, they're, 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 they're people already that, and I know because I've worked with Stephen as well, they're consistent in their salon. Mm. Like, this is what I'm talking about, consistency with these type of stylists. You know, without the, without the top stylists, and they're top stylists because they work to be top stylists. They're not top stylists with egos. They're top stylists because they work, because their column is full. And people seem to have this thing, um, and I know because I was in a situation many years ago, people seem to have this thing where these top stylists have egos or they, they they don't have egos they have passion they have drive they yeah. want to win jenny is jenny is a little bit older than me and she still would tell you she still looked another competition and i know Stephen would and i know i would so it's called it's called top stylists with, with drive and with passion rather than egos definitely from my from my point of view anyway Stylist of influence that's what you are yes. and that's what i started off yes with. exactly exactly you hit the nail on the head exactly so we're at the end of the seven at seven, oh, and I can't believe great. I've got it done because I've been trying. I've been planning this for ages, and I've been thinking it's just trying to fit everything into the schedule, and then getting mm -hmm. you. So you're, it's it's fitting that one of the very first trainees that I ever trained or helped in the career <laughs> becomes the very first 
stylist of influence to have on the salon so Bruno thanks for having me I'm looking forward to your future as much as you are because I know it always excites me and we always oh. bounce off each other a little text watch here and space. there. Watch this space. I have and a lot I know more to be come. Good. And I know you're, you've got a great partner. You've got a, yeah. a great little boy now. You know what I mean? Yes. So the whole circle is complete now. And, yeah. um, you know, you're, 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 the, the future just... Just need to get married now next year. <laughs> oh, well, I'll, have married next year. I'll have an invite. I'll have an invite. <laughs> you will, you will. Top of my list. So listen, <laughs> Thank you so much for from, having me. From Caroline, myself, Greg Clark, uh, to everybody out there in Salon Soul, brothers and sisters, thank you for listening. And until we meet again, may the hair force be with you. Take care. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed the interview, please don't forget to like, comment, and share to the rest of the fellow world of Salon Soul, brothers and sisters. 